you have just pressed play on a podcast that delivers the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth through in real life conversations. What's happening? What's going on, beautiful people? Uh, How you doing? Is everything everything in your world? Okay, cool. My name is Mika Joy, also known as the voice behind the truth, and welcome to the Truth Moment Podcast. Yes. Now listen, I don't know if you know this or not, but a truth moment is a powerful thing. You feel me? A truth moment has the power to get you all the way together. A truth moment will bless your life, and that's why you should put one in your life. And a truth moment is needed out in these streets of life while living life. You feel me? So go ahead, grab your favorite beverage, put a snack in your hand, light your incense or your sage, because we are about to get into this truth. My name is Harden Dunn Jr., and I'm excited to pronounce that I'm joining my daughter this week, Mika Joy, on this week's podcast, Wave of Truth. Stand by. It's going to be good. <laughs> now, before we get into, before we dig into today's topic of discussion, uh, happy Monday, beautiful people. If you have pressed play, if you are joining me for today's wave of truth on this beautiful Monday. It, well, it's beautiful here in the O. Listen, the sun is out shining so beautifully. Huh? The birds are chirping outside. Listen, we woke up this morning. Come on. Can I get a witness? Huh? <laughs> today is a beautiful day and today is a new day. So good morning to you. Good afternoon or good evening. Listen, it is 8.53 and I wanted to come to you all really quickly. And I mean really quickly uh, before our PS team call starts. We have uh, team meeting calls every Monday morning at 9 a.m. So listen, I wanted to squeeze this in. I I wanted to to just talk to y'all really quick. Like uh, we already had our and I'm coming to y'all in between. Listen, come on now. Mondays are moving and grooving for me. In between our Good Soil Ministry call this morning, which was everything, or for those of you who don't know what I just said, everything. <laughs> Listen, that call. Oh, if y'all have not joined. A Positive Society's Good Soil Ministry call as of yet. Listen, what you got going on in your world? Maybe you ain't maybe you ain't get the word. Maybe you ain't get the memo. But listen, we have opened the doors for the entire month of February to fellowship with you. Mm-hmm. Yes, you. So the information, dial-in information will be in the show notes, okay? But yeah, that was bright and early this morning, 7.30. All right. And uh, Mayara arrived. For those of you who don't know, I uh, keep my niece 
during the day and she arrived uh, about 8.35. So I had to come off into another room to talk to y'all really quick like, okay? And I got to hurry up because time is ticking while I'm sitting here running my mouth. But first of all, what y'all sipping on? I I'm sipping on my coffee this morning. Shout out to uh, Cafe Bustella. Pop brother, did I say that right? Bustella. If y'all listen to Wednesday Groove <laughs> last week, you know I had some trouble remembering uh, this coffee brand that I didn't put into my life that has been blessing my life. Come on now. And uh, so that's what I'm sipping on. I've already had my water. Don't worry. I had my water during, I was rocking out with my Zephyr Hills during Good Soil Ministry this morning. So I do get my waters in uh huh. before I put this coffee off in my life. All right. And hold on. I need to take a sip. Mm-hmm. Any other coffee lovers out there? Uh, cheers. Good morning. How you doing? Uh, so listen, this episode that you are about to hear, uh, this conversation is with my daddy. Yes, Mr. Dunn. And listen, when I tell y'all, this this episode was recorded, was it November? Yes, November, November of 2018. When I tell you, we recorded together face-to-face, -to -face, and we had to end up recording from his phone through his Anchor app because my Anchor app, it wasn't cooperating. It, it, wasn't, it, was, it wasn't being quite nice to me. Um, so we had to end up recording from his phone. And for some reason, y'all, I wasn't able to retrieve the files. I wasn't, I wasn't able to put the, 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 the episodes in my life. So I just, you know, said, oh, well. And I told him, Daddy, we need to record again. I had just mentioned it to him. So listen, he called, and I know I don't have to tell y'all this, but I want to tell you this. Y'all know I like to paint pictures, huh? So he called me last week and he said, Mika, he said, for some reason, God led me to listen to our episode. He said, look, the people need to hear this. So we got to find a way to get this off my phone and to get it on yours and to get it in your life, to put it on out there, to bless somebody. So we did that. We figured it out and we, we, we got it. And so that, I got it. I have it now. So that is what you all are about to hear. Again, this episode was recorded November, if I'm not mistaken. I'm almost certain it was November of 2018. What year we in? Come on. Come on. God say, y'all didn't record. Hey, you didn't record this in vain. Now this was, come on. So listen, sit back, enjoy, make sure you, you got your beverage, make sure you're sipping, make sure your phone is on do not disturb if you don't want to be disturbed. Hmm? Uh, grab your snack, whatever you want to snack on, whatever you need to get through this episode. All right. Get what you need and enjoy y'all. Enjoy. Peace. Oh, and enjoy your day. Love y'all. Listen, truth tellers. I got a special guest in the building joining me on this week's episode. And uh, this is what well, this episode of The Boys to Men. This is the November episode. And um, this man, I've known him all my life. All my life. I want to introduce y'all to my daddy. Mr. I call him Mr. Dunn. 
Mr. Dunn is in the building, y'all. Mr. Hello, Dunn's. hello, hello, everyone. <laughs> I'm in the building. Come on, in the building. So, uh, I wanted to, when I invited you, Daddy, when I asked you if you would mm-hmm. be a guest, I know you don't know a whole lot about the podcasting world, and um, I know that it can be a bit confusing, or, you know, what what is this podcast? Mm-hmm. Um but being that this is a truth moment, I titled my podcast a truth moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, we focus on all, and I say we because my listeners, I have considered them to be family. I have people who listen every week. And so we, we focus on uh, real life, okay. real life, real truth. And so um, uh, being that you are a, a great storyteller, I've learned a lot about life mm-hmm. just through your storytelling. Mm, okay. And uh, I felt like you had a lot of life lessons, you know, along your life, through your life. And you're 21. We you say you're 29. 29. And you're 29 yeah. years of life. Mm-hmm. You, got, you got quite a bit to share. Oh, yeah. So. Yeah, well, long, um, long 29 years. Yeah, long, long. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> so the boys and men of. Uh, for those of you who don't know, we uh, this is a, a series that I do once a month, and it allows me to have a conversation with a gentleman uh, discussing his life journey from boyhood to manhood. And so that's what we're going to do today. And uh, Mr. Dunn is going to share a little bit with us. Okay. And um, so, Daddy, I'd like to kick off. Well, before we get into it, if you don't mind introducing yourself. To the truth tellers, I'd like to give my guests the opportunity to introduce mm-hmm. themselves because they're gonna, you know, tell the people what they want them to know for themselves versus okay. me trying to, you know. Well, hello, truth tellers. Come on. My name is Harden <laughs> Dunn Jr. and I am the father of Tamika Joy Dunn, as she mentioned earlier, and she has asked me to uh, be her guest on this podcast, and I'm excited about this opportunity to speak the truth about coming from boyhood to manhood, mm-hmm. the journey, you know, the things I've experienced, good and bad, and, and where I'm at in life right now, and I uh, hope that it helps someone on their journey. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, we're going to start off the episode, Daddy, with what I call I Start, You Finish. And uh, that's a, I like to look at it as a as an icebreaker. It gives mm-hmm. the listeners and you know even me the opportunity to kind of learn some you know some little things about mm-hmm. uh, each guest uh, okay. before we get into the, the meat of the meal, okay. which is the the full episode, the full purpose of this sit down chit chat. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're gonna start with, and it's like a fill in the blank. So I'm gonna start. And then you're going to finish with your statement. Okay. All right. So first we have, I wake up every morning and blank. I wake up every morning and I tell God, thank you. Thanking God for another day. I tell God, thank you. I acknowledge him before I do anything, even before I brush my teeth. Mm-hmm. I know that might sound a little nasty. but No, it ain't. Because I'm with you on that one, I out of bed and I get on my knees and I give him thanks. Because I have an opportunity another day to draw closer to God. Mm. So I, I started my day by uh, saying, 
Thank you, Lord. Simple as that. Simple as that. Mm-hmm. Simple but powerful. Come on. More people need to do that. Some people get up and just get their day moving like they were supposed Absolutely. to get up. That's right. <laughs> that's that's so true and it's so sad because we take so many things for granted. For granted, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Okay. Uh, I tell myself every day, blank. I tell myself every day that I know if I just continue to trust and believe in God that no matter what my situation is, God is able to change that situation. Just have to trust and believe that he can change anything and that all things are possible through Christ. Mm-hmm. I, I tell myself that I might not be totally happy with what I have or where I'm at in life, but I'm, I'm content. Mm. And as long as I'm content, I don't have anxiety. I just be content and taking it one day at a time, believing that with time and with God on your side, everything is possible. Mm-hmm. So I just, I be content. Don't complain. Mm-hmm. That's a word for somebody. For somebody yeah. out there, that's a word for you. Yeah. <laughs> I think if we stop complaining, we start mm-hmm. receiving. Yeah. Okay. Next on the list, I have the one song that gives me life is what? There's a, there's a gospel song. I don't recall the artist, but I like the words of the song. And it says that down through the years, God's been good to me. Mm. And I know that down through my years, God's been good to me. It ain't been nobody but God mm-hmm. that have... Uh, Sustain me through situations, through, through hardships in life, through my ups and downs. It's been like a roller coaster. Mm-hmm. You know, it has peaks and valleys, it has turns and curves. And those things are not always nice, but down through those years, you know, God has still been good to me. Because yeah. He has never forsaken or abandoned me. God never leaves us, it's us that leave God. Come on now. You know, I, I know you to uh, be a pretty decent single would you like to bless bless us with the song the song song i'll give you one one bar of it come on not a <laughs> <You> bar <laughs> <laughs> but for, for those of you who have been around church i might have heard 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 this church this song in church it, it goes into something like down through the years mm-hmm. god's been good to me Yes. I say down I through the years, <laughs> God's been good to me. Yes. So good to me. Yes, he has. Yes, mm-hmm. he has. And then I sing that song that just touches my heart because it's true. Yeah, it is. And I can say all the other people that I felt like been good to me, mm. but ain't none of them been good to me. My God has been good to me because he has watched over me and kept me safe. Mm-hmm. through some difficult times when I shouldn't even gotten through those difficult times, but I know I didn't do it by myself. Yeah. So, yeah. and I thank him for that because, I mean, it's simply said, down through the years, God being good to me. Mm-hmm. And he continues to be good to me. Yeah, that's the thing. Yeah. He's, yeah. he's a nonstop God. So, and, I, and I'm, I'm thankful for that. You know, there's many, many songs that I can relate to, but that one stands out because it's, it means... It's not a lot of words, but it means so much to yeah, say. Yeah. You know that he's been good. He's been good. 
He's been good. Mm-hmm. He is good. Yes, he is. Yeah. That's that's one of my favorites. Okay. Okay. Well, I, I thank you for hitting us with that ball. No problem. <laughs> you, get, you need to get my bill. <laughs> okay. That was performing. You have to get paid for entertainment. Oh, okay. Okay. Let me write that down got so I, 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 I'll know next time. Got my manager over here. Get Come on, Miss Mar. <laughs> You got to get paid for that. <laughs> okay. Um, next we have, if I could invite three celebrities to a dinner party, I would invite blank. Three celebrities? Three. Uh, if, if you, how many? Or three important people? That's a good one, Daddy. I wouldn't say, but when you say celebrity, you think about Hollywood stars, you know. That's true. Athletes, you know, they So three important, let me write that down. Three important I people. I think three important people. I might need to switch that up. Well, most definitely, the top of my list would be Jesus Christ. Come on, he'll be at the table, he'll be breaking the table. bread with you. He'll be there. he got to be Jesus Christ. And Martin Luther King. Okay. And John F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think those were three. Some without great doubt, conversation, Daddy, at three, the table. Uh, oh, yeah. Three uh, very powerful and in- instrumental people that impacted life, mm-hmm. life history. You know, Jesus saved the world. Martin Luther King talked about uh, uh, he had a dream and wants to see everybody get along. Mm-hmm. And John F. Kennedy was for all people. Mm. He was a politician that believed in equality and those I feel are very, mm-hmm. very instrumental people in life. And many people. others, but them three. Yeah. Uh, it's kind of hard to put a list to top them, but somebody come up with three others, but yeah. you can't put nobody above Jesus. I yeah. might need to switch that, Mr. Dunn, to important people and, 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 and mm-hmm. cross out, put a line through celebrities. Mm-hmm. Important people. I could have said some football players, you know. Yeah. But they, they, no. They don't really speak to your life, not for no. you, not personally. No. no. But important people is, I think... Yeah, important people. Because there's some people who really don't... I see them as heroes. Yeah, I yeah. I see them as heroes. You know, and if I... Yeah, those three. Okay. And for me, it's those three. Okay. I can dig it. A lot of people might say, younger people might say, well, who, who, who is John F. Kennedy? Mm-hmm. You're right. He was a president. You're right. The Kennedys. Mm-hmm. He was a... He was assassinated in Dallas, Texas. I was in third, fourth grade. Mm. Holy Street Elementary. Yeah, you did say you was 29. Mm, 29. <laughs> <laughs> I remember. <laughs> yeah, but hear me now. <laughs> I'm, trying to, I'm trying to tell you something. Come on. <laughs> okay. Three things I never leave the house without are... Three things I never leave the house without. I never leave the house without 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 prayer. Mm. I pray. I ask God for traveling mercy to keep me safe mm. along the roads and the highways and byways, you know, but people are driving crazy out there. Oh yeah. I try to leave the house every day with a with, with a statement to myself to go out and make it a good day. Mm. No matter what I might be going through or what I might not have, what I might be short of, mm-hmm. what I think I'm lacking of, but I go out and try not to go out and make it a bad day. As a matter of fact, I go out and try to make it a God day. A God day is I a like good, that a day. A God day is a good it day. It is a good day. Yeah. And 
You know, third one, I don't know. I, I try to, I try to um, go to work and try not to do any harm. I try to go mm-hmm. to work and be productive and help somebody. Mm-hmm. Right now I'm working on a new position where I'm dealing with a lot of juveniles who keep getting arrested and locked up. And I, I have an opportunity. Are these juveniles all boys? They no, they males, males? And, males and females. Okay. I get an opportunity to meet with them one-on-one around in there and uh, I do the assessment and I I have opportunity to counsel with them and tell them that you have to learn what is it going to take for you to stop coming down here? Mm-hmm. You know, you keep getting arrested, keep coming down here. So what does it you think you need that will help you keep coming down here because you need a new direction in life. Yeah. And yeah. that's one of my new things I've adopted down there for myself. When I speak to my kids, I tell them all, from this day forward, you need to think about going in a different direction. Mm-hmm. This direction keeps bringing you here. Yeah, yeah. And I hope I'll never see you again. I say that with love. <laughs> stop coming down here. Mm-hmm. You got to find a way to stop coming down here. So, because as you see, it ain't getting you anywhere. Yeah. So, hope I don't see you no more. Mm-hmm. So, let, this, let this be your last time. Last time, please. <laughs> okay. I'm grateful for blank. I am grateful for my health and strength. I, I you know I, I say I'm 29, but actually in all reality, since this, this is about the truth, come on. I'm 65 years old. 65. Soon to be 66. Come on. If God allow me to see 66 December 17th, I will be 66. That's on a Monday, y'all. <laughs> I will be 66 <laughs> years old. I have no major ailments. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I feel good every day. And I'm very grateful to have my health and strength because And you of, are active. And I'm very active. Active, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, I don't want to tell y'all too much of my business. Come on. But I work a part-time job and I, <laughs> I call it chasing cars. <laughs> I'm a valet. I do overnight valet. Yes. I was at the Ritz-Carlton Grand Lakes for a year, and I just recently transferred to downtown Hilton. So y'all come see me, and I park your car. <laughs> you only got to tip your ballet now. You don't take no less than five. But uh, I feel very fortunate to be able to do that, you know, yeah, and, uh, yeah. my health and strength, and I feel good. Uh, I'm not saying that I'm in top shape. I should, I got to get in shape, in better shape, but I'm very grateful to have good health and strength mm-hmm. because a lot of people my age, a lot of men my age, a struggling. A lot of my classmates, I just lost my high school classmate and his wife last year. Yeah. And we were same age. And I'm mm. still struggling with that because it's like it's not even real. Mm-hmm. So I've lost several classmates in my age group. And I'm just thankful to still be here. And I just feel like God yeah, got some work for me to do. Absolutely. But uh, I'm very grateful and thankful for my health. For my health and being able to, you know, get up every morning without... Uh, being in a lot of pain, mm-hmm. a lot of suffering. Mm-hmm. And just, you know, I'm very thankful for that. Yeah. Very thankful. You know, I, I just can't, you can't give God enough thanks. And, you know, for me, Daddy, that one night I was here and we left the same time. You were um, heading out to work and I was, I was heading home. Mm-hmm. But in that moment, for me, just seeing you having to get up and get ready for work mm-hmm. 10 o'clock at night to leave out you know yeah. I rolled down I, as I was in the car mm-hmm. 
um, I just begin to pray for you, you know, because... Yeah. Well, I um, appreciate that, because it's not easy. Yeah, yeah. It had not been easy. I don't, know, I don't know how much longer I'm going to do it. I do yeah. I do kind of have a timetable I share with mom and things, but I'm going to see what the Lord has for me, mm-hmm. and I'm just trusting him to give me what I've asked him for, you know, yeah. which is uh, another way to earn a living and uh, without using the part-time job mm-hmm. and actually to walk away from the job I might be doing my full-time job in the juveniles. Yeah. As you know, I'm, uh, a lot of your, your guests might not know this, but I'm, uh, I'm a John Casablanca student mm-hmm. and I'm looking to do not runway modeling. Come on, but you could now if you really do, wanted to, you could. I'm looking to do print, <laughs> print work, commercials, and you might see more than commercial. I've, I've, I've written my own uh, commercial that they've approved. I didn't know that, Daddy. I've written my own commercial, and I've written my own uh, monologue. I want to see that. I didn't know that. That was in one of the classes. You had to do that? Write the commercial? And I have to present these at the end of the... Of the... the, uh, I have to do these, present these. It's certain things I got to do to graduate. You got to do it all at one time. Boom, 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 boom. And they're sitting there evaluating all this, everything they've taught you. And if you don't do it, you don't graduate, so... I got my commercial and my monologue. Yes. And I memorized those things. You Come know? on. Like, like my monologue. I won't. I won't share my. I won't. I can't share anything which I have to charge you for this stuff. Right? <laughs> but you might say that is that that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so I'm 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 trusting and believing God for uh, his name sounds familiar. Yeah, to be able to make a living next year. By just doing commercial work mm-hmm. and walking away from my job, mm-hmm. and I uh, just keep myself in shape and do commercial works, and probably get a fortune to get an opportunity to go to Atlanta and break some bread with Tyler Perry. Come on now, put it out yeah. there in the atmosphere. Mm-hmm. I, I I would be very reluctant to certain parts. I, if I get an opportunity to do some acting, I won't take certain parts. I just won't, as a Christian, I won't take certain parts. Yeah, I, and I wouldn't be about the money to be about God. If you want to, if you want to be a deacon in a movie or a church or a pastor or something, I'm your guy. You're that guy. I believe I may get a chance. He might get a chance to get on Greenleaf and stir things up. Come on, mm-hmm. I can see you on Greenleaf. Yeah, Daddy. coming in and stir some stuff up. Come on. Yeah. I can see uh, you might you might could come in as Lady May new new main squeeze. You uh, know the divorce about to be final. Oh, <laughs> that'd be a good check. <laughs> Yes, you could yeah. you could be the new face. Yeah, be the shaker in the in the land of green leaf in the he, world of green leaves. He looks like a pastor. Come on, mm-hmm. and the Lord said, "Yes." Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I'm, you know, all things are possible. You know, all that's things true. are possible. That's true. I mean, uh, I I'm still laughing in my in a way when I share with Martha. I say, mm-hmm. "You know, I'm going to uh, John Casablanca and do an audition." You know, I say, you know, I, I did take it serious, but I say, well, you know. I'm 65 years old. What, what, what are they going to do with me? You know what I'm saying? Well, let's go anyway. <laughs> and I got up in there and there was like, what, 25 people in there? And so we all did our little thing and uh, we just sat down and say, everybody sat down in the room and they said, the following names, when your name is called, follow this young lady right here. Mm-hmm. They called the names off and my name wasn't one of them. I said, oh, geez, I've been cut. So I was already thinking negatives. <laughs> Yeah. So they, they got up, walked out of the room, and the rest of us left in the room looking at each other like, oh, what are they going to do with us? Are they going to shoot us <laughs> or what? So the director came in, and she said, uh, if you're still in this room, 
I just want to say congratulations because you've been, you've been selected and we feel that you have potential to make it in this industry. I almost fell out of my chair. I'm like, what? <laughs> I never come here to have fun. <laughs> just for the experience. Yeah. And so they just love me. I'm mm. like, oh, oh, gee. Well, if y'all love me, I love me too. Come on. And so I'm in my, I'm in my 15th week now of 30, of 30 sessions. And I'm just having fun. I'm just having fun. I, I, I go in. I just have fun. And I believe this is something God want me to do because he wouldn't open the door. I was just going to say that. Daddy. If he didn't want me yeah. to do it. So there's something for me, no matter what it is, I'm going to yeah. be receptive of it, you know, because, you know, one of my favorite saying is, say what you see mm-hmm, until you mm-hmm, see what you say. Mm-hmm. So I just see myself doing something. It might not be with Tyler Perry. I don't know. But wherever the door open, I need, I got to be able to be ready to step in it. Yeah. And like they tell me in, in, in class, you know, when you get a phone call and they say, can you be in Atlanta mm-hmm. by, just to say Monday morning, say, can you be in Atlanta by Wednesday morning? I say, no, but I can be, I'll be there Tuesday. Come on. I'm not waiting till Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there Tuesday. Okay, if I got to sleep in my well, you car. Know, that's, that's, what they, that's the kind of stuff they want to hear yeah. anyway, and they want to see that, that dedication. And oh, yeah. that lets them know that, look, this yeah. ain't no game to me. I'm serious yeah, about yeah. what I'm doing. I tell them, how you feel today, Harden? I'm still humble and I'm still hungry. Come on. They don't mean food. I'm just hungry. <laughs> hungry. But they don't get it. They say, well, you, you need some lunch? I don't know. Y'all understand. <laughs> I'm humble and I'm hungry. Mm-hmm. Well, I hope you get treated. I'm hungry. I'm hardened. So, I'm humble and yeah. I'm hungry. And you know, it, it could be sometimes... God make your way late in life to achieve things like that. So yeah, yeah. I get a lot of compliments from people down there in, in the business that say, "Oh, you remind me of of Morgan Freeman." Mm. And you know James what, James Earl Jones. You had they told you they gave you the option about cutting your facial hair. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. My and daddy I, had a nice full uh, salt and pepper beard, y'all. Didn't want to do it. And you cut it off. I cut it off because I feel like I'm not gonna let the hair stand in the way of a paycheck. So I feel like this, the Lord may work it out that, okay, you cut your beard. I'm going to reward you for that because now I'm going to give you a part in a movie where you got to have a beard. Come on, grow it back. Get it, buddy. <laughs> See what I'm saying? Now, how you work now? Yes. <laughs> and that would be perfect for Greenleaf. Oh, Jesus. Yes, y'all, yes. I'm going to stop now. Come on, Don. So I'm just looking, I'm expecting big things. You know, I, I, I know that... Uh, I'm not where I want to be, and I'm not where I'm going to be. And I know that God got some good things for me down the road. As long really as you do. know that. I really believe that. Yeah. It's crazy. You know, that's that crazy faith, you know. And, crazy. Uh, Hashtag crazy mm-hmm. faith. So, the modern agency do uh, deal a lot with Southeast Georgia and mm-hmm. Tyler Perry casting director. They call and say, well, I, I need an older gentleman to play the role of a preacher or a pastor. Mm-hmm. I got just a guy. I, 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 I know. I exactly. Oh, I got just a guy. Harden is, yeah, I'm already there. I'm, gonna cut, I'm sorry, let me cut you off. But I got to catch us. Well, I'm believing those things for you, Daddy. Oh, well, thank and, you. And, you know, thank and you. I, I really truly feel like, too, if it was not for you, the door would not have even been cracked open for you at all. So, yeah. I mean. Oh, yeah. I just stay excited and, you know, stay mm-hmm. humble, really. And hum- being humble is very important. I never get above myself because I'm not all that in a bag of chips. I'm just a humble everyday guy yeah. who care about people, you know, care about family. I love my family. As you know, my, y'all, you, all my children are adults now, but I still look at y'all as 
my children. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I know you got your own responsibilities and things like that, but because can't nobody tell me what I know of when I when I saw you when you first came home when I brought yeah, you home from the yeah. hospital. So I've seen you develop and blossom into adults, being responsible, and uh, but those things are important to me. Yeah, you know, I care about people, and uh, the thing about caring about people is. We sometimes get a little rattled because people don't always care about us like we care about them. Mm -hmm. And but yeah, God evaluates. Feel good. He evaluates. evaluates what you do, not what other people do to mm -hmm. you, or what mm -hmm. you react to how other people do you. Well, since you did me like this, I'm gonna do you like this. Yeah. Because like I said with my friend Miss Martha, I see what we don't realize is, and there's a scripture I can't remember the scripture that talks about everything we do and we think. Somebody don't know it. Mm -hmm. God, God, God yeah. is writing it down. Yeah, He's writing it down. How people treat you, you know, He's writing it down. And it's gonna come a day when you got to answer for that mm -hmm. yourself, you know. And you can't say, well, if they wouldn't have did this, I wouldn't. Nah, I don't yeah. hear that. Yeah, no. yeah. Because if you know better, you got to do better. You do better. It's just that simple. If you know better and keep doing wrong, okay, mm -hmm. he, he, he gonna, he gonna. He gonna get your attention one way or the other. Sure will. No, he get your attention sure one way or the other. Okay. I didn't mean to get on that. Table. No, you all right, Daddy? You all right? Um. So in closing, we're gonna go ahead and close out the um. I start, you finish. Um. So lastly, filling this last blank for us. My name is. What? My. Your, your name. Whatever. My, whatever comes to mind. My name is Harden Dunn Jr. Gave us the whole name. Harden Dunn Jr. And I am a blank. And I am a God fearing man. Yes, yes. Some people don't, um, Daddy, some people have filled in the blank with my name. Is I had one young lady, um, Miss Nancy Jones. Mm -hmm. uh, she was on a couple of episodes ago and she said her name was Power. Mm. She said that well, that thing hit my spirit. So oh. I always tell you oh, know I didn't whatever you, you want. Something like that. I oh no, whatever, whatever. My name is Victory. Come my on. name is Champion. Come on. You know I I, I, I could give you. I thought you were my heart and done. No, whatever, whatever hits your spirit. Mm, yeah. You know I never tell anybody how to respond okay. to the whatever hits your spirit. All right. But but we'll take okay. victory and and champion. That's good. That's good. Yes. Okay. So that was I start you finish. Okay. Real simple, but that, like I said, that gives the listeners and that gave me mm -hmm. an opportunity to learn a little something different about you, uh, even though I've known you all my life, but mm -hmm. yes, I do want to read that commercial though before I leave. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we're going to get into- I give you the monologue too. You got both of them. I got them in my bag right now. Okay. Okay. I put them things on lock and key. Yes. Because that's some precious stuff. God gave it to me though. I didn't. <laughs> I just started writing it, flowing, and they said, "Wow, that's you wrote that yourself." Mm -hmm. No, I didn't. But God wrote it. I wrote. It. God, <laughs> I don't never give myself no credit. They, yeah. They yeah. Eat that stuff up. So, with boys and men, I want you to take us back, Daddy, to the younger version of you. I mean, I know you're 29, but not not the, not the 21 year old. I'm talking about little little boy. Little boy. So, did you have any nicknames? I mean, I know I know of mm -hmm. one because you know, being that you went to school here in Orlando, and, and I've pretty much grown up here. You know, mm -hmm. I could say pretty much my my whole life. Um, 
I can remember saying, hearing, oh, you hot dog daughter. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Oh, you look just like him. So I, I, I knew hot dog was one of your, your nicknames, but did you have any other? That was it. That was it? Hot dog. And I, never, I don't know if you ever told me this story, but where, where did that nickname come from? It came from a guy in the neighborhood. Before the 408 came through Orlando, mm-hmm. we lived on Long Street. And the 408 ran right along Long Street, so we had mm-hmm. to move. But a guy by the name of Leon, Leonzo Ford, he was a basketball player at Jones High School. And I used to, uh, true story, I used to come outside and uh, I used to like to eat cold hot dogs. Mm. Just going to get me three out the pipe. Meals and veggies to get mad because I'm going to get three and then eat them. Won't even boil them or nothing. Oh. And, uh, <laughs> and they would always say that those hot dogs need to be hot. I smell mm. like them cold. He said, no, you need a hot dog. Mm. It, uh, they need, your dog, hot dog, need to be hot. You boy, you know what I, mean? <laughs> I never do that. I ain't got time to be balling this thing. <laughs> My sister might do. <laughs> so they start calling me hot dog. They kind of ring out through the uh, neighborhood. I, I took never that name do that. From elementary school to high school and. Started playing sports and mm. everybody knew me. Even my coaches and teachers, they called me hot dog. Hot dog. Uh, everything was hot dog. And now that I'm older and I run to class, man, they say, "Well, they still call me hot dog." I'm like, mm. but you don't eat, you don't eat you don't eat hot dogs like that, though. Now I you probably eat. had enough of them, huh? No, I still cold? like hot dogs. You eat them cold? Not cold, no. Stomach won't stomach <laughs> won't let me do that. Right? <laughs> Never do I, that, have, Daddy. I have two or three in my hand, just break them. And my mom used to buy the, um, he's been long hot dogs. Mm. Get them from the old corner store, we call it. Come on. I told mm. y'all, didn't I tell y'all, mm. for my listeners who've been rocking out with me for a minute, I told y'all my daddy be talking about that corner store. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she's going to get a box of them hot dogs. I go in there and get me three of them. And you break them, you got three in each hand. Mm. You, break them, you take three and break them in half, you got six. You got nine. six. I'm ready. Come on. Hot dogs. Six cold dogs. Mm-hmm. But yeah, that name is, I guess it'll take me to my grave. Everybody still, everybody know me, know me as hot dog. Yeah. They say, well, yeah, you know, hard and done. Who is hard and done? <laughs> oh, hot dog? <laughs> <laughs> they light up like a Christmas tree. Oh, yeah, I know hot dog, man. <laughs> okay. Yeah, they know me as hot dog. I say, I, I say hot dog and all grown up now. I'm hard and done. Come too. on, get it right. Mm-hmm. Some respect on my name. I always would be hot dog though. They see me as hot dog. But it's all fun. I say it's tickled me sometimes. Mm. Okay. So, how would you describe the younger hot dog? What 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 was he like? The younger me was, I mean, really, really young. Elementary school, or even prior to elementary school, I was very. I would I would say I was. Somewhat uh, shy, you know, not really have a lot of confidence. You know, some young mm. kids have a lot of confidence. I was shy, not a lot of confidence, uh, very quiet and mm. reserved, you know. Just wouldn't talk a lot. People didn't think I could talk. Mm. Yeah, it's quiet, real quiet. Get around people in the family, uh, people come over to visit. Mm-hmm. You know, you sit over in the corner, you know, it's like, he talks. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I see. I just want. I didn't have nothing to say. I didn't. I used to. I used to watch people a lot. Mm. Just watch them, observe them. You know what, Daddy? I never knew that, but 
I remember being like that when I was younger. Really? Real quiet. Yeah. That's how I was. And Mildred, my sister, Mildred and Brother James always say, they never said nothing. There wasn't nothing wrong with me. Yeah. You know? And uh, I just, I, that was my nature. Yeah. I was yeah. Real quiet. Yeah. yeah. And I really had my mother nature as opposed to my father. Mm hmm. And there's one thing I want to say at my mother's funeral, which you got when my mother just passed away several months ago. And uh, I wanted to say that I can't change the fact that I look like my father, my father's features and physical features, but mm-hmm. what I'm happy about, I have my mother's heart. Mm-hmm. The nature of my mother, I have my mother's mm-hmm. caring, concern for people, compassion. And, uh, but when I was a young, young boy, I was very quiet, reserved, and uh, just kind of kept to myself. As I grew yeah. older, I picked up a couple of friends here and there, you know, but I never had a lot of friends. I, as I got older in high school, in middle school, I picked up more friends because I became popular because I was uh, playing was sports. sports and, yeah. uh, you know, you start getting into girls and stuff like that. You find out one lucky that's lose your mind, you know. <laughs> <laughs> that's how I beat them. <laughs> yeah. They might offer her a hot dog. You what? <laughs> she might like my get a hot dog. Always work for me. You go sh- show your trick of breaking them in half. Yeah, grab the three at the box. Let me see if this impressive. Ooh, wow! I never seen that before. <laughs> oh yeah. god! Oh, but yeah, god. I was very shy. And, you know, this, I was. I was. I wouldn't say I was a mama's boy. My daddy stayed on the road a lot, but I was always the one running to meet mama when she coming home from the bus. You know, yeah. see what she got, because I know she had some good in them bags. Come on. Like them sweet rolls. You know? <laughs> so I thought I'd help her out a little bit. <laughs> mama used to ask me, did you, you bother them hot dogs today? <laughs> no, mama. I'd be lying. <laughs> I'd have me two or three. Oh, God. Okay. Yeah. And one time she had, she said, one more, you got to start eating those things cold. Like, I'm gonna, she bought me some one day, and I mm-hmm. couldn't wait. A lot of money. I'm, so I'm not even proud to say this. And so, I don't know what I was thinking about. It was taking too long. I stuck my hand in the hot oh, pot. Daddy. <laughs> oh, God. And I was, uh, I had them and I was like shaking them, trying to cool them oh, off. Oh, Lord. <laughs> yep, I sure did. I, I ain't got time for them. I ain't want no bread, nothing on them. Was the dog. water hot? It was boiling. It was taking too long. I, I stuck my and that hot water, did that even it it, bother you? It burned my hand, it did. And mama took me, she caught me, kids, and took me and ran some cold water on it. Oh, God. It was real quick, though, you know, because they were right there. <laughs> I got the fish too deep for <laughs> You had to have them hot dogs. I need them right now. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I sure did. I, I ain't proud of that, but I sure took my hand up on it. Oh, God. She said, what are you doing, Junior? <laughs> I'm get my hot dogs. <laughs> I did, that's true. I said, Lord have mercy. But I was a quiet kid, I guess it's something. I was a quiet kid. Yeah. Quiet yeah. kid. Didn't, didn't cause no trouble. So no you trouble. said, like, I, I mean, I know granddaddy was on the road a lot, but so did you have, would you say you had any um, influential men in your life as a, as a young boy? For the time he was home, yeah, he had an impact on my life. And then he got off the road as I got older. And my father really taught me how to, as a young boy, how to work. Mm, he taught mm. me how to work, you know, the, 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 uh, the importance of not being afraid to work. Mm. And I learned that in the Orange Grove. 
Yes. It was really hard, you know, and he said, I want you to know that this is what I don't want to see you do for a living. Mm. You have an opportunity to do something other than this, you mm-hmm. know, and I want you to do that, get your education, and he preached that to me all the time, and I was saying to myself, yeah, I agree, because I don't want to do this, <laughs> my family's going to be hungry if I got to do this, boy. <laughs> it's hard work, yeah. Mm-mm. I used to tell him, we were moving those ladders in the orange, I said, oh, daddy, you know, my, my back hurt. He said, your back hurt. You ain't got no back. You, daddy, you ain't got nothing but gristle. I said, well, my gristle hurt. <laughs> it hurt, I know that. And we go to the orange grove, you know, and it's like, you get a brand new grove, you got like, you know, rolls, 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 you got like 20. What was the name? Was it Blue Bluebird? Bluebird Orange Juice, Southern Fruit Distributors. Yeah. Bluebird Orange Juice. I'll never forget that picture we took in front of the truck. Mm-hmm. I think it was, I don't know if Dre was born in. I remember it being me, and I think. Was it better Jean? I remember it being a few was. of us yeah. in front of that truck with him. Mm-hmm. I remember that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He read it there a long time. Yeah. So, really, other than, I mean, would you say, other than granddaddy, did you have, it wasn't really? I had a, when I first started playing sports, I had a football coach, uh, Sammy Smith. Mm. Sammy Smith, and then I got into uh there was someone else, Sammy Smith and uh, my high school coaches as I got into high school. Middle school, I don't recall anyone in middle school. I didn't have uh, one of my mother's uh, uncles. My uncle Mose was influential in my life. Mm. You know, when they talk about being responsible and staying out of trouble and uh, yeah, you go to school and get your work and things like that, encouraging you to become somebody. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Uncle Mose, he was, he was very helpful. And... Uh, no, did they help you at that time? Did they help you understand what a man looked like or who a man was? A, you know, a, a, once you got to mm-hmm. be a man yourself, did you think? Do you think you had a good idea of what a man looked like at that time? Yeah. Based upon the things that they, they yeah, showed the, you and the taught responsibilities you? and just what it means to be become a man because you can't be a boy. For the rest mm-hmm. of your life, you gotta step away from boyhood to manhood, and that transition is the biggest part. Was about being responsible. You know, yeah. if you're gonna have a family someday, which I always warned a family. And one thing I did, I learned from my dad was I wanted to be, not to be disrespectful. I wanted to be a better, a better father mm-hmm. than he was. He motivated me to be a better father. I don't think he was the father he could have been. Mm. You know, because he didn't spend the time with us that he that he could have spent. Yeah. Now that him and mother separated, where well, we really didn't see him that much, I would go and find him. Mm. I, I seeked him. I didn't seek my mother because she was there, but she I wanted, was there I wanted his presence, and he would tell me about staying out of trouble. And as you get older, you're gonna find that uh, he's always said that. Uh, when I became a teenager, he would say that. And one thing you're gonna learn in life is that it's it's tough being a man. Hmm. I never understood that it's tough being a man. I never, I never said, what do, you, what do you mean by that? I said, you, you'll see something. And mm-hmm. what I learned by that statement was that as a man, when you're responsible, you got a family, you got a wife and kids, they're depending on you. That's the tough part. Mm-hmm. And when you're not able to deliver 
it really impacts you because mm, you let your family down. It. Yeah, the pressure of it. It's tough being a man. That's why a lot of men crumble under that pressure. Mm. Walk away from their families, leave their families, or get on drugs, or get mm-hmm. on this. Or they just don't handle it very well. And it's tough being a man. Yeah. I mean, like I like to say, when you become a mother, you're not mm-hmm. handed a handbook. So when you become a man, there's no... No, no instructions with it. Yeah. It's just some ABCs there. Like, you, you got mm-hmm. you to get a job. You got to work. Mm-hmm. And you got to manage your money well, which yeah. I wasn't good at that either. My daddy didn't teach me that very well. That's one of my weaknesses there. But uh, you got to get a job. You got to work. You got to pay bills. Mm-hmm. You know, you got to take care of your family. You know, your wife is dependent on you. Yeah. That's the pressure part. Even if, because you, you are the head of your household. Mm-hmm. And the Bible talks about that. Mm-hmm. You got to be the head. The devil can kill the head, but the rest of the family will pretty much die. And yeah. of course, as you know, later in life, I fell into that trap and he killed the head. He removed the head. Yeah. And yeah. nothing has been the same since. Yeah. But it's tough being a man. But I, I feel my father gave me some basics. The basic foundation of being a man. Mm-hmm. About so you did have, up. you had yeah. an understanding. Oh, yeah. You weren't clueless once you right. became a man. And that's why I work like I work today. I've learned to work and, and be responsible. And that's, I've always felt good when my family was taken care of. I felt good. Whether I wasn't mm-hmm. taking care of them. Taking care of my family is taking care of me. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So in a lot of men, like I say, I, I try to share that with my son now, your brother, Michael, about being responsible and making good choices because these choices will impact you for the rest of your life. And they'll, they'll you follow know, you, they'll sure. carry you. And it's not about you when you become, when you get a family, it's about your family. Yeah. You have yeah. to make a lot of sacrifices and you might not have all the money you want. Mm-hmm. But that but that pressure, I think it's more pressure today than it was I would, then. Yeah, I would agree with that. Because young people today want more mm-hmm. than you know like for cell phones for example yeah these things are driving the world <laughs> mm-hmm. you know so it's yeah. put a lot of pressure on, on a man to do things for his family and make enough money to do this <coughs> and you start yeah. feeling inadequate mm. you kind of like depends on who you are your personality and your nature you give up or you turn to drugs or alcohol yeah and then yeah. it gets even worse after that yeah you know, That's something I always tell the kids, too, you know, when we would make our uh, Kona store mm-hmm. trips. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you see the same ones sitting out there in front of the store. And I've always said, like, they have a story, you know. they There's a reason oh, yeah. why they're in this position that, sure. that they're in. They ain't just up here because this is where they want to be. Well, they, they ain't got nothing else to do. No. You yep, know, right. something in their life happened. And they didn't recover from it. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And now they, they, they stuck. Mm-hmm. And, you know... So, Sometimes they don't come back from that because they get, it's kind of like being in a hole. Mm-hmm. Okay, you're in the hole. You're either going to come out the hole and say, I believe I come out of this hole, or you're going to go deeper in the hole. Mm, yeah. You know, in between. Yeah. You're going you're gonna to do something you need to do to come out, or you're going to further in the hole. Mm. You're going to continue to bury yourself deeper. And sometimes women have to go on with their life. If a man can't come back and pick up the pieces, yeah, yeah. If you get out there on drugs or whatever, or go to prison. Mm-hmm. Life happens, you know, but you got to be able to put that behind you and come back and move on. Yeah. So, there's so many things that, that makes it tough being a man because everything that happens or fails that happens, well, it's on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. It's not... As a, as a father, as a husband. Wife, it's not your yeah. children. The children 
I remember when Hurricane Donna, a lot of people don't remember Hurricane Donna, came through here. And there was me, my two sisters, and my mother. And water was up to our house, midway to wall. Mm. And my father, we looking to save us. And if he didn't, if he wasn't the man he was, I don't know where he got that boat from, but he got a boat. Come on. And he put us in that boat, and he was in, he was in the water, <laughs> pulling us through. I'm like, I'm, mm. I'm scared of the chicken. Yeah. And so none of us swim. Mm. That hurricane Donald, you look at hurricane Donald, hurricane mm. Donald was something else. And, uh, but when he was there, he was there, you know. Yeah. He wasn't a perfect man, and he, you know, said that men make mistakes. Sure they do. Mm-hmm. Men made mistakes in the Bible days, you know. Not to yeah. say that makes it all right. Yeah, yeah. They made bad choices, and them choices are consequences. Impacts a family for a lifetime, and it's and it's really, I see it as being selfish. Mm. Selfish when you can't think of no one else but yourself, you know. And that's where a lot of young men at today they they selfish. Mm. They want everything their way. They don't able to compromise or bend yeah. or come to a happy medium, you know. They want to be dictators, and it it can't be like that. Yeah, it yeah. can't be like that. Mm-mm. Not at all. So, what was what was what you would say? Maybe one of the biggest lessons that you learned as a boy. Mm, that's a good question. I think it boils down to. Outside of making choices, making choices, making choices, making choices, <laughs> making choices of who you hang around with. Because I had a lot of young friends got killed too, mm. and I uh, I saw that I wasn't raised like that. And some of the things they were doing, like stealing and and, and doing mm-hmm. this and doing that, I was hanging around with them. I could have been caught up in that too. Yeah. So I listened to what my father said, and I separated myself from them. Mm. So it was a matter of making a decision, even at that young age, you know, eight, ten, twelve. Am I going to please my friends or do follow my father's instructions? Yeah, he said, yeah. you need to separate yourself from them, even though there was no gangs in them days. But if you want to not hang out with them, it's like they treat you different. No, you mm-hmm. think you're better than us and da-da-da-da-da. So there was pressure from your peers. Mm-hmm. There's pressure from your home, too, because when you get in trouble, you're not going home with your peers. You're going home, you're coming that's, home that's to your true. parents. That's true. So I said, no, I choose not to do that. So... I went on and got involved in sports, which helped me helped me a whole lot. Mm-hmm. And my mother was against me playing football. My dad was well, oh, little boy, let him play, la la la. <laughs> so he, they were separated at the time, but he snuck and signed the paperwork to mm-hmm. allow me to play, and she didn't know it. But it turns out that same what she did want me to do got me a football scholarship that yeah. they couldn't afford to send me to, to college. So she always thought I was gonna get hurt, you know. And I, I have gotten hurt, but she didn't ever know, no. Yeah. But yeah, just just choices, making choices, because the choices you make as a young man, you still when you get older, every stage of life you got to make choices. That's you true. Know? So if you learn early in life that look, they're always going to be what's called uh, consequences. Mm-hmm. You can make this choice, but you can't choose the consequence. And when you choose like something that, yeah. that's going to get you in trouble. Mm-hmm. You have to think about it. It's not just affecting you. Mm-hmm. It affects your household. Yeah. One thing I'm proud of, my father or my mother, I see these juveniles I work with now, always, they're getting arrested. They never had to come get me from jail. Mm-hmm. Juvenile center. Never yeah. had to come pick me up. And I was so proud of that. I never had to, never got arrested. Now, sometimes I should have been arrested. <laughs> <laughs> but dear God. 
But I had yeah. I had good speed. You know? <laughs> that's why you take some cars away. Yeah, you know, do that. Right. I know how to go get it. <laughs> yeah, I, I did some things. Don't get me wrong. I ain't gonna go into detail, but yeah, I, yeah, you don't, pretty, you don't have to. That I was pretty good at some things. Come I, on I, now. I took pride in it too, but I think you ain't gonna get me killed. <laughs> so I had to stop. You know that you, you got to know when to stop. Yeah, you got to know when to stop. Cause a lot of them friends I separated myself from, they wound up being. Either wind up killed or in, or in, or in jail, in juvenile, or in prison when it came with those. Mm-hmm. One of three. And I know one of three will happen to me. Because that, that was the ending for that. Yeah. It wasn't no yeah. good ending. Yeah. And I was thankful for that. So I, I started learning then. It is important to make good mm-hmm. choices. Because you make bad choices. You, you know the difference between good choices and bad choices. Yeah, you do. You do. Because the results. And who, how many people it impacts? Absolutely, mm-hmm. you know, not not perfect, but just trying to make better choices. Make yeah. better choices. Well, now, Daddy, we're gonna fast forward a little bit to, I guess, the beginning stages of your grown manish, mm-hmm. uh, becoming a man. So, what was Cause I want I want you to take us back, Daddy. When did you join the army? Mm, September, nineteen seventy six. You remember the month? Yep. You had a good memory, Mister Dunn. Mm. So, do you remember how old you were? I was twenty. 26, something like that. I dropped out of college. Okay. My junior year, and uh, worked around home a while. And I said this wasn't getting nowhere. Mm. So I couldn't afford to get back in school. I lost my scholarships. Mm, okay. So I was looking away to finish my education. So you went to the army. You joined the army. Mm. In '76, and that was one of the best decisions I've made in my life. Because mm. it was it helped me become more of a man too. Because there mm-hmm. you had to have responsibility. But I think beginning of my manhood started when I graduated high school and went off to college, mm-hmm. where you got to be responsible. Nobody gonna wake yeah. you up, you know. Yeah, it's just you. Yes, you. You either make good choices or you make bad choices. You know, and uh, I was trying to, you know, you're trying to fit into the college scene. Mm. And even then, even through high school, you know, I was a little, I gained a lot of confidence playing sports, you know, but I was still that, inside, I was still that shy person. That, that quiet little boy. Quiet little boy. <laughs> you know, and I, I ran a lot of people that were doing a lot of crazy things, and I didn't like it, so I didn't, I didn't mm. get around that stuff, you know. But yeah, it, uh, it caused me to be able to be responsible, really grow up. Yeah. Because... You you there by yourself. Mm-hmm. My parents would send me money and help me with stuff like that, but I had to be the one to do the work, get up every day, get my grades, and stay in school. And I was the first one in my family between my sisters that uh, finished high school mm. and go to college mm-hmm. and graduate. Yeah, you know. So I was I was I saw them. Uh, and you the baby. Bring no no, no? middle Mildred middle child. Jeannie, baby. That's right. That's right. Mildred, old, I'm the middle child. 
but I watched them bring my mother fall a lot of pain and frustration, you know, and uh, I just wanted to do something to make them proud, you know. I was yeah. doing it for me, but really, I was doing it for them, but actually I was doing it for me. Mm. But they was proud of what I was doing because they had, I think every parent want to, I know every parent want to be able to say something good about their child. Yeah, yeah. What I would so, agree with that. What's Johnny doing? Oh, he, he in jail again. <laughs> you know, they don't want Yeah. But that's the truth. Yeah. Well, he's in college or he's doing this, he's in the army, and oh, good. good, good. You know, but we all want to say the same good thing about our, about our children, you know. Every child I'm going to do the same thing. I look at my three children, you know. I, it, it was very hard to look at you all. You got to look at them equally, even though they might be doing something different. Mm-hmm. And it's never easy. You want to be fair as a parent. I always felt like I, I was fair, but I always believe that three is an odd number. It is an odd number. It is. It and is. How you balance that, you know, how you balance that, you know. And, you know, after uh, things happened like they did, I just always want to be in touch with my children because mm-hmm. I want to be a better father than my father was. Not nothing personal. Yeah. I just want to be a better father, and a lot of that was meaning being present, mm-hmm. being present. You know, and uh, that was important to me, and I, I, I believe I kept that promise to myself and to you all. I would agree. You never would be able to say, after you know, out of voice, that somebody would say, well, "When did I heard from your dad?" Mm, yeah, I ain't, I ain't yeah. heard from him. And I've said that. You you didn't divorce us. No, you I know? heard from him. I heard from him. Yeah. So that was important to me to know that it's not your fault that this happened. So you shouldn't have to suffer additionally mm-hmm. by mm-hmm. saying, well, your daddy ain't in your life no more. And he just walked away. Blah, blah, blah. But no, you know, life happens, you know, and then you just got to go on. I remember one time you was going to be moving to Houston, but you want to go to Barbizon School of... Uh, I did. Yep. I did. I remember when we when we went mm-hmm. and visited because when you we came to visit, yeah. when I visit when we came we came for Christmas. Mm-hmm. Me, Dre, and Mike, and I was actually in my first trimester trimester with Keith, mm-hmm. and I was super sick. <laughs> I remember being on the on the couch the whole time. Yeah, I remember you didn't drive but two miles. <laughs> I said, Lord Jesus. I- I done drove from Houston to <laughs> Tallahassee, mm. which was the deal. The agreement was to Mobile, Alabama. Yeah, yeah. I said, well, I'm going to drive on. So I said, well, Mika, Mika can drive, and she'll help me out. Yeah, I mean, because you taught me how to drive. I mean, I, mean, I could have handled it, but, you know, I was. You got in the car, it's like, we didn't get to Baton Rouge. Then I can't. <laughs> what? <laughs> Look back there, Mike and Drill, they can't drive. They yeah. knocked out anyway. <laughs> I said, Lord. It's on you. I got back to Houston, yeah. what, 5 o'clock in the morning? But he got us back safe. Yeah, yeah. But I was hurting. But that was, that's one of them sacrifices, you know, you make. I didn't want to disappoint you guys, you know. Yeah. I could have said, well, I ain't, I ain't driving no time. Yeah, you could have. You sure could sure, have. I ain't driving no time. The same thing happened in California. Y'all came out of visit for Christmas. Yeah. It was an agreement that didn't happen. So... But I, y'all made it. Yeah. Made yeah, that's one thing I can say, Daddy. You know, you still had a relationship with us, and, and I appreciate that even now as a grown woman. But it was important you know, to looking me. Back. It is important to me, and I know that I will never have to live with a guilty conscience. Mm-hmm. You know, and say, well, I wish I'd have stayed in touch with my children more. I wish I'd have done this. But yeah. 
a man in that situation, he has a choice to make. Either you will yeah. or you won't. Yeah. You know, yeah. you know, nothing's stopping you. You know, it's not about mm-hmm. your mom. It's about you and your children. Yeah, and I think that's what a lot of men need to really understand. Sure. It's not about. It's not about the mother. No, it's about you and the children. At the end of the day, it's it's about your kids. Let your children know, despite what happened, I still love you. And I'm still gonna be in your life. Yeah. Okay. So, and a lot of a lot of fathers do divorce their children. Mm-hmm. Sure. And then they go and have another life, which, you know, of course, I try to have another life in a yeah. couple of times. And because that's, we all deserve to be happy. You that's, know, true. that's true. Who you was with, who you want to be with, or who you with. Life is short. No matter how long we think life is, mm-hmm. life is short. Mm-hmm. And I take my mother death. She's 87 years old. And you think, well, she lived a long life, but it's still short. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, you know, life is yeah. short. I'm... About to be six to six, so it's like, look here. <laughs> I'm entering. I look at life as I have this analogy. I call it the window panes of life. Mm. If you take a window pane, it's four squares, mm-hmm. and square one is a zero to twenty. Square two of that window pane is twenty-one to forty, mm. and window pane three is forty-one to sixty. Mm-hmm. And the last window pane is 61 to death. Mm. Ain't no fifth window pane. Mm. So I'm in my last window pane. So mm. I can't get nothing wrong right now because I'm not going to have time. Yeah. I don't know if I got 20 more years. I don't know if I'm going to live to be 80-something like my mother. I hope I do and beyond. But the bottom line is nothing is guaranteed. Mm-hmm. I just know based it's on my, my, my theory of four, four window panes of life, the window panes of life, this is my last window. There's no, there's no window with five window panes. Mm-hmm. It's four windows. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you, 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 you're 20 to 20, zero to 20, and 21 to 40, and you mm-hmm. like now with yourself. You're in your third, third one, second window pane. Yeah. Second window pane. Mm-hmm. That's just my theory, you know. But um, I like that. It's window panes of life. Mm-hmm. When I say window panes of life, it's window pain, the mm-hmm. panes of life. Mm-hmm. Each one of those windows... There's different pain you experience yeah. in that in that window. Spell window pain, P A I N. Window pain, yeah. But I'm happy with where I am mm-hmm. in life and both don't understand and try to be content, you know. But I know it's more I want out of life, you know. And I believe that if I just keep trusting God, I will I will achieve that because yeah. I take no credit for nothing, you know. One thing I think about too, Daddy, sometimes is being in the army. I remember the different places that we lived. Mm-hmm. I remember mm-hmm. California and New Orleans, mm-hmm. um, Germany, Germany. Yeah. Um, I don't remember Hawaii much, but as, no, matter of fact, was, I don't remember it at all. Well, you was yeah, you was uh, two years old. We left Hawaii. Mm-hmm. Born in seventy eight, July seventy eight. We left in February eighty. Yeah. You may remember, so, I mean, we, you may remember Georgia. I do remember Georgia a little mm-hmm. bit. I remember the dog we had. That's where you started having the seizures at. In Georgia. Mm-hmm. I, re- I remember um, the seizures in Germany. Started, I do remember those. In Germany, yeah. You remember having to leave you at the hospital and you was crying? Yeah. I do. They want to do a spinal tap, but we didn't agree. I didn't, What's crazy is that I could I could remember that like it was yesterday. I remember being in that 
giant crib yeah, with Lance. what feel what felt giant. Yeah, and I remember y'all walking, walking mm-hmm. off. I can yeah. remember seeing that. I was in Lance too, Germany, at the hospital. Yeah. Yeah. They kept you there for observation. I just told your mother this. It was painful to leave them, but so just, just don't, just don't look back. Let's keep walking. Yeah. Every time you look back, you know it just weakens you. Yeah, it, it weakened yeah. me too. I and remember you, that. And you were crying. Yeah. And like, don't look, don't look back. And keep moving. <laughs> so every, well, one time we looked back, we ran up turning back. <laughs> but she gonna be all right. She gonna be all right. But she, yeah, I remember that in sleep. I said, Oh Lord Jesus. Did they ever? And that's something I don't know even now. Did they ever say what caused? But well, they wanted to do the spinal tap to help with the test to try to determine, but we didn't agree to it because there was some risk involved. Mm-hmm. And we didn't want to be responsible. As your parents, we just didn't want to say, I just can't take that risk. I'm sorry. Yeah. They yeah. were explaining the process. and they, She too young for that. So we never did. So by the grace of God, we got to uh, Georgia. And it just stopped happening. It just stopped, mm-hmm. yeah. And I, I was remember glad that because stopped. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what the results of that spinal tap was gonna be. You know, mm. I don't know. Four, four. You was a uh, four, five. In Germany, yeah, yeah. I'm a four, five year old kid on a spinal tap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I thought they explained it, and I'm glad they did. I said, no, that's that's okay. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And we was in agreement on that because we just again, you you got to live with the outcome, mm-hmm. and based on your decision. The child can't make that decision. Right. Again, that's parents having that responsibility to make a choice about the future of their child. Mm-hmm. But you grew out of it, you know. Yeah. I don't know what impact it had on your life. I don't know if it impacted your development or whatever. I don't know. I mean, it seemed normal to me. I feel normal. I, I feel like. <laughs> <laughs> I said, yeah, she's still eating groceries. She can't be too sick. Come on. But so with know, all that all that moving, being that you, you grew up here in Orlando and, and now being in the Army and now living all these different places, mm-hmm. I've sat back and I've said, I really, as a parent myself, I applaud you, Amon, because I don't know if I could have mm-hmm. picked up, because it felt like we moved every year, every... Every three or four years. It felt like it was. Yeah, that's the life of a soldier. Every three or four years, you're going to get rotated to another duty station. So how do you think... In in those in those in every move, how do you think those things helped you as an older as an older man? Do you think anything from the army you were able to like take take? Well, how am I trying to say this? Any lessons I learned as a soldier that I use in life now? Yeah, thank you. Yeah, yeah, just the discipline and the, and the uh, the focus and being organized, trying to be organized and mm-hmm. focused and disciplined and. Uh, and just uh, trying to make better choices because in the military you had to make decisions, you had to make choices mm-hmm. that affect soldiers, affect people's lives. You had to make choices about your own life. Yeah. And I, it, it taught me organization, how to be organized with my paperwork and how to uh, become a professional. Mm. You know, from your appearance, how to maintain yourself. You know, you got to... Sometimes it talks about... Uh, a lot of times, being successful is, is feeling good about being successful and feeling good about, mm. about you. Mm-hmm. So you can project. And they talk about that a lot in training about 
You got to project yourself in a commercial. You got to project yourself because you're trying to convince people. Mm-hmm. So you project yourself as a professional and believing in what you're doing. And that was the military. In the five years I spent in the recruiting command, I gained a lot of confidence about selling something you can't see. I'm mm. trying to sell you the army, but you can't see it. Mm-hmm. If I'm trying to sell you a car, you can see it, touch mm-hmm. it, smell it. But I'm selling you the army. You can test drive it. In a book. So <laughs> this, this right here and this right here. So I'm, but you got to sell it. You got to yeah. paint a picture for them, man. I was very good at that. I did five years in the recruiting command. You know, I I I, I be joking around all the time with Mike because I say he's a good salesman, but maybe he picked that up from you. Well, I believe I truly <laughs> believe that our children, you know, uh, are a combination of their parents' genes. Mm-hmm. You know, there's certain things you got from me. The three of you and certain things you got from your mother. Mm-hmm. You know, I think that, I think the three of you have, a, you got a work ethic for me. You're hard workers. Mm-hmm. And I've always been a hard worker. Mike is a hard worker. I think he works too much. Dre's a hard worker. Mm-hmm. You're a hard worker. You know, I'm not saying that your mother wasn't a hard worker. Yeah. Before that drive yeah. to get things done, you know. And I think that a lot of you got leadership skills come from me. Mm-hmm. Not that it's a, a competition. No, no, I, I understand you what you're saying. Things from your parents, you know, yeah. that you have to look back and say, well, you know, oh, okay. And I see a lot of things, it's kind of interesting sometimes, I see a lot of things in Michael that I, I saw myself, that I see myself when I was at age. In his age, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Other than, I think one of his biggest challenges now is, is he ready to settle down? Mm-hmm. He's still on the, on the fence, so to speak. Mm-hmm. When I was Michael's age, you know, you were settled. Yeah, I, I was settled. Mike's thirty-one. Mm. I've been in the army six, seven years. Mm. And uh, let's see. So the, the army taught discipline. It taught discipline. You. Yeah, real discipline. Life you know, discipline. Yeah, life discipline. Sure. And those are life lessons that I still lean on those things today. Patience. Mm-hmm. Uh, just sometimes you just patient. Yeah. Just be still. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's one thing Michael haven't learned. Michael's one of everything. It got to happen right now. I need to have no, no it ain't gonna work like that. You're gonna be frustrated a long time. Yeah. You gotta wait on something. You gotta wait on the Lord sometimes. Sometimes things ain't gonna happen like you want them to, or when you want them to. Mm-hmm. And that's something you just gotta learn. You know, I had to learn different. I had to learn it. And it, 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 you feel better when you do learn mm-hmm. it. You don't master it, but you just learn that it's gonna take some patience and. Yeah. And everything yeah. you want, might not, you might not get. It might not be what God wants for you. Yeah, I would say, you know, just growing up, um, even though I didn't always like the moving around, mm-hmm. and, and you know, like I said earlier, I felt like you did growing up. I was I was very quiet, so having mm-hmm. to adjust in, in these different schools mm-hmm. and starting all over again. Right. But I would say even those things taught me certain people skills and, and certain things as an adult now. Yeah. It teaches you, going back to that, about moving around the military, it teaches you how to adapt to a new environment and mm-hmm, survive. Mm-hmm. Adapt, move and adapt. That's what you do in the military. You move and come back. You got to move, adapt, move, adapt, change. Because mm-hmm, mm-hmm. it teaches you how to accept change. A yeah. lot of children don't accept change very well. Mm-hmm. Why well, I got to move? I'm, I'm comfortable right here, but sometimes in military life, you got to move out your comfort zone. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love yeah. it in a while. They could have loved me there for 20 years. <laughs> Matter of fact, I was about to extend over there when mother got sick. Mm-hmm. Don't forget, mama 
I got a letter saying, Mama, she said she's going to have heart surgery. Mm. I said, wow. I, was on, I, was, I could have did another three or four years over there mm. on the island. I would, have, I would have loved to. Yeah. I had to make some choices over there, too, when I was in Hawaii about uh, smoking marijuana. Mm. A lot of guys getting kicked out over there because on the island, it was the best marijuana in the world. Come on now. Right there. Right there. And the temptation was there. Sure. You know, and uh, you had to make choices about, did I smoke? Well, truthfully, yeah. Yeah. It's not going to the police, is it? No, it will not. <laughs> I did. I smoked some marijuana over there, but I, I come to a point where I say, you know what? I was, fear became a factor where it's like I saw people getting kicked out. I couldn't live with the shame of coming home mm-hmm. saying, what y'all doing at home? I thought y'all was in Hawaii. <laughs> oh, they ain't like me. <laughs> no, they'll kick your ass out. Because you don't got caught smoking pot. Yeah. I saw so as I was in training with, we started off together. They were a little man. I said, man, you better slow down, man. <laughs> man, this is why, man. We don't smoke the good dope. Mm-mm. Every week I saw somebody shipping out of there. Mm. So they, they drug, they tested oh, y'all. yeah. It come through the barracks. Mm. Even I didn't live in the barracks until I had, you know, wife and kid. But it come through the 3 o'clock in the morning and do what's called a health and welfare. Mm. And them guys be on smoked and drank all night and laid out there. And, and, and they them, come through there. Them police dogs. <laughs> and they tell you, don't touch nothing, don't move nothing. Have the master key. Mm. Don't touch nothing, don't move nothing. You go outside just like you are. If you're in mm. your underwear, that's how you go outside. You don't mm. touch nothing. If you naked, go outside naked. <laughs> you should put some clothes on up in here. I'm serious. Because they don't want you touching nothing. Just like it is. They find yeah. all your weed, all everything mm. right there. And they take them names, and the next morning, they start processing for discharge. Mm-hmm. I said, this, this is a big fear here. I, I'm not going to be embarrassed like this. Yeah, that ain't now, the hey, life you, you want to live. Hey, you and your mother, you know, and I said, no, I, I happen to like it over here. <laughs> I, I'm going to leave this alone. And that was hard to do. <laughs> it was hard to stop smoking pot. Yeah. But I had to do it. I said, oh, no way, no way, no way. I said, it'd be embarrassing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I your grandmother, your grandmother and the Roger mother and Ma came over. Mm-hmm. A, I don't have a picture. I guess your mother got it. They came over when you was a baby. I'm not having that picture. I don't know. Yeah, they came over to visit. But yeah, I, I had to start. So you, you just saw the picture. Right it, wasn't, it wasn't just about you in that moment. You had a lot. You had a lot no, to think about. It wasn't worth me getting yeah. kicked out, and I went on and made a career out of it after that. Cause a lot of them guys got fell by the wayside. Mm. Again, choices. Choices. Making the choices. I'm gonna keep smoking this pot as good as it is. I'm gonna stop. Cause mm-hmm. I, I, I get me a camera and take pictures or something like this. Mm, yeah. I can't keep doing this here. Yeah. I know what the result's gonna be. Mm-hmm. It's gonna be you're gonna get kicked out. They're gonna catch you. You're going to get kicked out. Now, you got it on your records and jobs. Mm-hmm. Don't wanna you don't mm-hmm. want to hire you. Don't want to in your pocket. And you got no a wife and a baby, and you're going to be yeah. struggling. You ain't finished your education, so you got to think what about you what you're do doing. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I stayed. I finished my tour and came on back. Went to Full Stewart, Georgia. Then went to Germany. So I started having to make a good career out of it. So I was yeah. glad of those choices. Got to Germany, it was people smoking hash, hashish. Mm. It was better than marijuana. Oh, yeah. Hash. Hash. Oh, yeah. I don't even get that stuff here. Mm. It comes in a little block. Vanilla. And then you get blonde. They call it blonde. Uh, Bubblegum black. Come on. Mm-mm. 
And Bubba Gum Black, new every day. You, you take a block of chewing tobacco, a square block of chewing tobacco, mm. and it's like the Bubba Gum Black, they call it Bubba Gum Black for two reasons. It was black, you can just unwrap it and just break a piece off like Bubba Gum. Mm. Bubba Gum Black. Yep. So you, did you, you smoke, you smoke the hash? Smoke yeah. You and roll it like marijuana? No, you just put that little piece you broke off in a little bowl and smoke it. Mm. Light it up. Mm. Oh, on now. Yeah. Bubblegum Black and uh, Blonde. Those are two popular hash sheets. So they was busting cars over there. Like, there are a lot of undercover people over there, too. Yeah. I've been around it, but I didn't I didn't, I didn't experience that. Yeah. I, so you know, I, the I had more to lose then because I had my second child, Dre. Mm hmm. And I had a couple strikes I was picked up, so I got too much to lose, not for sure. Yeah. Now, I drank me some Ain't beer. Ain't worth that hash. No. <laughs> I drank me some that German beer in that, in that cognac. <laughs> but I did that. But no, that, I left them drugs alone, boy, because they were buzzing people like crazy. Yeah. yeah. You remember that red Mercedes we had? Mm-hmm. I'll tell them all about that mm-hmm. Mercedes Benz. I bought all. I, I recently saw some pictures, too. I used my cigarette rations. I didn't smoke. You give you cigarette and liquor rations on every month. Mm. I had my rations. Your mother had her rations. She didn't smoke. She didn't drink. What's a ration? Like a, a voucher or something? Yeah, like a for cigarette. You get so much a month. You get oh. You can get uh eight cartons of cigarettes a month. Mm. So that's sixteen cartons right there. Cause I got eight. You get eight, and you get four liters of liquor a mm. piece. Liters. Wow. So that was eight liters of liquor. Mm. So I would take them rations. That's how I got the Mercedes. The okay. German doctor on the economy out there in the neighborhood, they pay a lot of money for that stuff, mm-hmm. cigarettes and liquor. But you get the right connection. I could have got kicked out for that too, of course. <laughs> <laughs> That's another story. <laughs> but uh, they would trade you. It has so much cash value. Mm-hmm. So I would take my laundry bag, military laundry bag, put all the cigarettes in there, all the cotton cigarettes in there, which was Marlboro, a little Marlboro. Mm. And Bacardi rum. Okay. And I hooked up with the German doctor. He gave me the title to his car, signed over to me, that Mercedes, for those rations. Mm. That was it. So sure then. That was your down payment. That was paid full, paid oh. full. Oh. You know, with him nothing. Come on with the that. rations. That was it. <laughs> but we didn't smoke. We didn't smoke yeah. cigarettes. And yeah. that was free. We get a allowance every month. Mm. Wow. And a ration card, like a credit card, ration card. I had to go to the PX, the little thing on base. Mm-hmm. Go in there. You can get them all at one time and get them throughout the month. Some guys, you know, buy a liter a week or whatever. Mm-hmm. I got them. I got all mine at one time. Mm. Eight cars of cigarettes. They look at you funny anyway. Like, well, you got a drinking problem? <laughs> <laughs> it's mine. You're bidding. Give me my ration. Come on. <laughs> and and eight, eight liters of all Bacardi rum. Mm-hmm. I'm setting up a bar at home. You know, I'm trying to get my bar set up. <laughs> Yeah, them leaders. They love Bacardi Rum and Marlboro cigarettes. Wow. And that's what I gave him. We met somewhere, and he drove the car. He had bought a new Mercedes. Mm. So he had this Mer- he, had a- he had bought this Mercedes brand new. He's the only owner. And uh, we sat down and did a little transaction. He, got, mm. he looked at his merchandise, and he had the title. He signed it over to me. Wow. I didn't need him on base to do things different over there. I went to base and put it in my name, and it was mine. Mm. Drove for the rest of the time I was over there. Yep, sure mm-hmm. did. That Mercedes was nice. Yeah, yeah. Oh, but it was nice. One owner. Yeah. So, you know, it was a good, great experiences. Great experiences. I have no regrets from the military. But yeah. it helped me. I truly believe the military 
you know, help me become a better man. Mm-hmm. But prior to the military, my experience helped me become a man. Yeah. And you're always working on being a better man. Yeah, yeah. But the Army taught me more discipline at a high level, work, work, work ethic. Mm-hmm. And just that word, uh, we used to use that word, uh, stick to it in this, because a lot of soldiers quit, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You, if you quit on that, you'll quit in life. It's usually run a pattern there. You know, if you quit stuff, you'll quit in life. Mm-hmm. And uh, I didn't learn. I learned how to just stick things out the best I could, you know. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. But then, of course, as you grow old, you're still learning to become. Oh, yeah. Oh, working yeah. on being a better man. Every Sometimes day. you got to chisel and remove. and mm-hmm. <coughs> Sometimes you got to stop, take a look at yourself and say, what could I do better? Mm-hmm. You know, how do I want to spend the rest of my life? And, you know, one of the biggest things with me in the last, over the last year, several years, is uh, becoming a better Christian, mm-hmm. becoming a better man as a Christian, trying to do, work on doing the thing that God expects of a man, what I read in the Word of God mm-hmm. about being a man and uh, sin and, and, and just serving God, you know, I'm trying yeah. to get back in seminary next summer, too. Yeah, you know, I don't know what you're that. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. But I don't think I'm, at my age, I don't think I'm the man I thought I would be by this point in life because of some setbacks and things like that. But I'm not, I don't have any regrets. You know, you can say you have regrets, but you can't go back and change nothing that happened. Oh, yeah, that's true. You know, that's I wish you think I would do it different, but I'm not going to sit and have a pity party for the rest of my life because you can't change those mm-hmm. things. They don't happen. And they, honestly, they those things, you. you wouldn't be the person that you yeah. are today without those they things. They help shape them more, mm-hmm. you, sure. And sometimes, it, it, growing up, being a man, I try to share with Michael is it's gonna be some pain. It ain't gonna be out in all mm-hmm. bells and whistles. Yeah, it's gonna be some pain, you know. But you just gotta push your way through it, mm-hmm. push your way through it. Yeah, absolutely. So what, what advice would you give any younger any younger man about being a man? If you could give one piece, one piece of hmm. advice. If you could drop one gem. On a younger man, I would say that it's important that a young person they be be in order to be true to yourself. To I mean, in order to be true to somebody, you gotta be true to yourself. Mm, Being true good. to yourself and knowing what you want out of life and what you need to do to try to pursue that, and knowing what you're not gonna accept. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. and if you have a a, a baby mama, be responsible. If you say you're going to do something, do it. Do that. Because a child deserves that. Too many young men are irresponsible. They're too selfish to think about self. Oh, no, I I, ain't, I can't bring no pamper this week, but I can go buy these true religion jeans for $300. Come on. For those who still rock them true religions. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. about, I think you need to, as soon as you can mature and grow up and be responsible and take responsibility for your actions because you, you're going to be held accountable. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Just be true to yourself. Be true to yourself and be responsible. And don't too many games being played today with young people. I would games, agree with that. Playing games and you're wasting time. You know, mm-hmm. you're wasting time. Yeah. Yeah. Be be true to yourself and and but for, by all means, they need a relationship with God. Mm-hmm. And I think it's something commendable to see a young man 
hungry for God. Mm -hmm. The old man, well, you know, yeah. <laughs> but young man, when so many young boys are running the streets and yeah. chasing girls and getting yeah. bands everywhere and smoking drugs and going to jail and coming to the Jack Center, what you doing down here again? Mm -hmm. You know, just get a relationship with God and know that he wants, he got greater things I think it for becomes a, a comfortable place too. It's, it's like that's what they, that's yeah. what they know. Yeah, but see the thing with young people today, young men, the majority of them, it's not popular to say you're a Christian or you're following God. But you did what? Mm -hmm. You don't know Jesus stuff? <laughs> okay. You're talking right. Yeah, they, they think, oh, no, that hurts their image. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, I'm a thug. See, I'm a gangster. Yeah. Well, you need to join, need to join God. God got a gang, too. Come on. He sure mm -hmm. do. That gang... That game won't get you killed. That game get your salvation. <laughs> yeah, you ain't got that game. Mm -hmm. Well, Mr. Dime, I thank you. Well, I, thank I, you. I, I knew when I, when I asked you that, that you would. Well, I, I tried to uh, give you what's me. You know, that's me. Yeah. Well, and I've always appreciated that about you, Daddy, yeah. you know. Oh, you know, I've had my bumps and bruises, and, and I've taken them, and taking full responsibility for my actions today, yesterday, yeah. and the day before. Yeah. But I just still believe that as long as I can wake up the next day, I got a chance to get it right mm -hmm. and, mm -hmm. uh, and get and pursue things in life I want. I think my later years in life is where I'm at right now are going to be better than my earlier years. Mm -hmm. Not so much from a financial standpoint, I want to make sure as I move forward in life that I, that God be the main focus of my life. Because mm -hmm. I know in the end, it does matter where I spend eternity. Yeah. You know, and it ain't no, ain't no in-between places. <laughs> they can say what they want to say. No, you're going you to spend eternity somewhere. <laughs> and they ain't in the middle either. Yeah. You know, yeah. so I want to become worthy enough to, to receive the crown and the entrance into, mm. into heaven mm. and say, you know, you, you've done well, you've earned it, you've earned to be here. And because everybody ain't going to heaven. That's you can say what you want to say. And we keep putting these wings on people and, oh, yeah, he's in heaven now. No, he ain't. <laughs> no. Because if it's that easy, the church wouldn't be nobody in church mm -hmm. trying to serve God or reading the Bible. wouldn't be no Bible, so, no. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Because ain't nobody been judged yet. They're going to be judged on Judgment Day. Mm -hmm. You know, he's coming back. He keeps telling you that he's coming back. But I just, I really believe that. But I'm I'm happy and I'm content. Yeah, sure, I want more out of life at yeah. this age. I thought, I thought I'd be in a different place at this point in life, but I'm not. But I don't sit around and have a pity party mm -hmm. about it. You can't. You know, I had a. I had a plan and uh, it, it, it didn't work, but it don't mean that now you have to just adjust your plan mm -hmm. and adjust your focus yeah, and adjust your Life ain't over. I can't roll and wallow and have a pity party. Yeah. Life going on. Mm -hmm. People dying every day. And you know, and That's I just, so true. whatever life I got left, I just want to live it and spend it the best I can. Yeah. You know? Well, I say thank you, Daddy. I, I thank you for being the father that you have been. I thank you for the grandfather that you are. You to Keys, Kaylin. That's important to me. You know, okay, and I appreciate that. It's important to me. I, I feel sometimes I haven't been 
the grandfather I, w- I want to be. I envision myself as being, but I've been yeah. the grandfather I can be. Yeah, and, yeah. and I appreciate that, and they appreciate that. Yeah, because yeah. grandparents are very special, though, because yeah. a lot of times they do have, they do have to step in and, and, and be that, not necessarily be that parent. I don't know if I've, I've never told you how to parent your children. No. I've always no. tried to let you take that lead because you're their parent. I I can be an assistance to you somewhere, mm-hmm. but you got to still parent them for you because they don't come with instructions. No, they sure don't. Okay, you and your baby can go home today, <laughs> and here's your book of instructions. <laughs> go to page 12. And, no, no, no. Yes. I shared that with Andrea, too. I know she had her first child four years ago, and she's like, Dad, I got a baby. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's not a... It, it, it's not yeah. you know, a, a trip that, That's on the job training. And she's still learning. And she's still learning. I think she's doing a good job. Yeah. Because, you is. know, how do you say she's doing a bad job? Yeah, yeah. You know, I think you've done a good job with your children over the years. But I know them all when they were little babies. Yeah. And the thing that made you doing a good job is you never abandoned them. You stayed mm-hmm. with them through all what you went through. They can never say, my mother, we wound up in foster care. Yeah. Or wound up over here. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You was there for your children. Not, you're not been able to provide for them like you wanted to. You know, you had a f- few chances in your own place and things like that. But you mm-hmm. had to do all that. I know women, when I was in child welfare, would have, they had turned to drugs. Yeah, uh, yeah. Dropped the children off on a Friday saying, well, Mama D, can you watch the children for a few hours? <laughs> and they ain't been back yet. <laughs> The woman told my well, she said she would have been gone for a few hours. Yeah. It'd been a few years. Back. Come on. So that means they gave up on their children. Mm-hmm. They gave up on themselves. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I admire you because you didn't do that. And I know things haven't been easy for you when you was raising those children and you had expectations, things like that. But yeah. and the sad part is, and I know you try to get them to understand, Lexi, Caleb, mm-hmm. Keith seem to be more understanding, but they just don't can't wrap their brain around. Yeah. Yeah. Why can't we have more? Why can't we do more? And why we got to live here? And why? We eating that again? Mm-hmm. Eat tomorrow, too. For real, you better appreciate it. You got to be thankful that you got something to eat. Exactly. Because yeah. some people don't have anything. Yeah. Trust me. Yeah. So that, that's commendable well, to see your parents stay with your children later because it's not easy. No, it's not it's easy not. when you have these setbacks yeah. and disappointments. It's just like, well, I just want to give up on the world. You, know? yeah. mm-hmm. you can't do that, though. Mm-mm. Not at all. So I thank you. Yeah, yeah. I appreciate you, Dad. I Absolutely. really do. It's and even just right. taking the time out. You know, I know this is your Sunday, your new mm-hmm. Sunday. Mm-hmm. Okay? You ain't going chasing no cars mm-hmm. tonight. Not tonight. <laughs> <laughs> With your new schedule, but you that's, still sat down. That's what I said. I thought, because this was the time I normally would be asleep. Yeah, so yeah. So I have that time. So yeah, well, I appreciate it. and relax. Because once again, you know, you, you're showing support. Meal. Yeah, yeah. And I said I would. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So, well, thank you, Daddy. (coughs) Not a problem. I hope it works out for you, though. I think it will. I think the people will. Yeah. I know it will. One thing. Well, they can give one thing out of it. That's all that matters. I need to pay more attention to what he said right there. Mm hmm. And and, and to say it all is that there's nothing more a young person that they can do as he transitions from into manhood is to. Get a relationship with God. Because mm. when you have them tough times, that's who you can turn to mm-hmm. for comfort, mm-hmm. peace in the storm, as opposed to turning to the bottle or turning to another Come woman on. Yeah. or turning to alcohol or just running. Mm-hmm. Turn to God. That's a word, though. 
cry, call on him, mm. call on him. Yeah. So I'm gonna show you. You got it. Okay. It's off. No, it's not off. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, but the dumb finna Yeah, but the dumb finna pull so out I, that that script for me, y'all. Help somebody. Yes, yes. So, um, again, this was boys to men, the makings of a man. All right, and this is once a month for anybody who tuned in, who pressed play for the very first time. These are monthly episodes mm -hmm. where I will sit down with a different gentleman. All right. And if I can, I'd just like to leave you in saying that I said it earlier. It's tough being a man, but it's not impossible. Come on. Because you got to first accept being a man. Mm -hmm. If you don't accept being a man, you will accept staying a boy. Mm. Come on, Mr. Dunn. And that's free. <laughs> Yes, yes. All right, y'all. That was Mr. Dunn, yeah. AKA Hot Dog. Mm. <laughs> I hope and I pray that this week's wave of truth spoke to your spirit. I hope and I pray that you were able to deposit a truth moment into your spirit bank, okay? So listen, if you are a first-time visitor, if you are new to the Truth Moment podcast, listen, I hope and I pray that you dig the energy and the vibes here enough to come on back uh-huh and press play again if you are a returning listener what's happening thank y'all for being in the building with me one more game so listen until we meet again be blessed stay positive and stay truthful out here in these streets of life you feel me peace <laughs>